Australia is one of the most popular study destinations worldwide, as it has a high academic reputation and prestigious universities. But recently, a policy change released by the government has caused widespread discontent among many international students. I feel like we are somehow cash cows. Can I say that for Australian government? I think it's the total opposite.、Um, it's not helping us at all. I did something unequally, which breaks the rule. But I, I don't know what else I can do. Laws restricting the amount of hours international student visa workers can work are set to be reintroduced. The cap was temporarily lifted during the pandemic, which allowed students to work more than 20 hours per week. The new cap will come into effect from July and will limit those on international student visas to a maximum of 24 hours of work per week. On July 1st, the Australian government restricted international students from working more than 24 hours per week. This is a great blow on those students making a living through working, especially with the soaring prices and apartment rents. Many people find themselves unable to make ends meet. It's hungry panda. Here is a new order. Ahmad, an Egyptian student at Melbourne Polytechnic. Earns a living through food delivery in his spare time. I use mainly Uber,、uh, but I also use DoorDash and sometimes Hungry Panda. But I said his life was heavily influenced by this rule. Before July, I would work somewhere between 40 and 50 hours per week, and that would usually make me an average of 1,500. Compared to now. Um, now that there's a work limit, now I have to choose the busy hours, and I have to be careful about which which hours I work. And obviously, now there's a work limit; the earnings are le- are much less. So now this is like the second week for me studying, and until now I've made somewhere like seven hundred dollars. For two weeks. Also, what makes him more angry is that the waiting time, which cannot bring him any money, is also calculated into the working time. I'm not really sure how the legal bodies would view this, but the waiting time,、um, I don't think, should be considered as working time because you're not working. You're basically waiting. You you'll be wasting some of the time waiting for orders, and you're not earning the same. Uh, amount, comparatively speaking, to let's say someone who's working in a normal job. Anyone who's working in a normal job will get paid regardless of the amount of effort they're doing or whether or not there's actually work or not. But for us, the earnings are basically formulated around the deliveries, and so waiting time doesn't count towards anything for us. So I think it shouldn't be. Considered as work time. Adla Elnazer is a specialist in the realm of public policy at the University of Melbourne. She says the platforms, instead of the government, should be the ones responsible for this. This can be negotiated with the employer. It's not. It can't be negotiated with the government. I mean, who actually records the the working hours? If you are paid for this waiting time, then. There is no need to negotiate that. But if you're not paid, you can negotiate this with the platform、uh, management. Ahmad said he had an argument with the Australian government on the phone last week. 
actually last week I had a call with the Department of Immigration because I have this situation in my school where I may be doing a semester just doing one subject and I asked the Department of Home Affairs if this is going to somewhat affect my working hours or my working rights. Unfortunately, the answer is no. So if I'm a student, regardless of the amount of subjects or how many hours I actually need for studying, which is actually the main goal behind this rule, I still need to stick to the 48 hours fortnightly. I don't think it does make any sense. But the expert doesn't agree with this reasoning. It's hard to give exceptions, I mean. So if the, maybe the government or the immigration department, they don't want to give exceptions to, to students on these spaces because this will open the door for more and more exceptions. However, Ahmad's story is not an exception among international students. According to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, there are at least 300,000 international students whose lives are affected by this change. Yubi is a Chinese girl studying at the University of Melbourne. Her life was turned upside down because of this rule. Before July, it was last semester, I had a casual job in a bar restaurant. Since the restaurant gave me shift on weekends, so I can work more than 40 hours a week. So I can got over $1,200 each week, which can afford my rent and my food and in addition i can also hang out with my friends to get a small trip yeah i think this kind of chill um because of this rule i cannot continue my job in that bar restaurant i cannot work 40 hours a week actually international students are only allowed to work 24 hours per week under the working hour limitation law however my manager in that restaurant said to me that they need staff who can work at least 30 hours a week so I cannot continue that job. After you left that job, have you already tried to search for new part-time jobs? Absolutely, I need a job actually. Since July, um, the commence of the rule, I have been keeping finding the job. I asked a lot of restaurants, but they reply me that they don't need any part-time job anymore and their offer was not as high as the one before which makes me like feel more reluctant to start a new job. She says she's facing a huge amount of financial stress at the moment. Well uh, to be honest I'll have to move out next month if I cannot find a job before September. I'll move to cheaper accommodation. I'm uh, facing a living cost crisis like accommodation, food, my key, and life necessities. I cannot keep a smooth life if I don't have any financial income. I feel like we are somehow cash cows, can I say that, for Australian government. When they need laborers, they allow us to work for longer time, but when they don't need us, they just restrict it. Gary Scott is a researcher in commercial laws at Deakin University. I asked him how to deal with the financial pressure brought by this rule. In fact, as far as this issue is concerned, I personally think that international students do not have many avenues to respond. Since before COVID, there's always been a time limit for how many hours international students can work. And now that life has returned to normal, we're just going back to uh, the way things were before COVID. I think the main focus for 
international students is to improve their abilities. They should try getting recruitment information through the university service centres. Getting a full-time job is their focus. That will make a much bigger difference than splitting their time in part-time work. Gary also mentioned the financial evidence that students submit when applying for their visas. To study in Australia, tuition is a very large expense. But this is not an excuse because before international students come to Australia, they submit a financial certificate to the university to prove that they have enough financial capacity to complete their studies. However, the power of rules doesn't matter anymore in front of the desire to survive. Judy is an international student based in Melbourne. She works more than 24 hours each week to make a living. So I work at a cafe in North Melbourne. I work there as a waitress. It's about 35 hours per week I spend in my job. Every week, I get my wages from my boss. He pay me in cash, you know, so that we couldn't be catched by the office. I asked Gary how this rule is enforced. Normally, uh, every international student needs to have a TFN, a tax file number, while they are working. And that's normal procedure. However, if getting paid by cash, the working international students do not need a TFN which means that the rights and interests of these international students are beyond the protection of the law. There are two perspectives. Uh, from the, the student's point of view, uh, getting paid by cash means uh, it is not subject to the, uh, the number of hours, the limit to the number of hours. Uh, from the business's point of view, it is a way to uh, evade taxes, which is illegal. I know that I did something wrong, I did something unequally, which breaks the rule, but I I don't know what else I can do. Jody says her parents only pay her tuition fees. I don't want to give my parents extra stress, so I choose to cover my own living cost, including uh, renting the room, bills, food, Closest, if I work only 24 hours per week, I couldn't save enough money to go back home and come back here. Everything, you know, everything cannot leave money. But Gary says such behaviours will put students in a vulnerable position. Getting paid by cash might seem convenient, but it is risky for both parties. Employers might get caught in tax evasion, and getting wages by cash makes international students not protected by law and therefore face more risk. International students who work in such places are not only exposed to extremely low wages, but also risk unpaid wages or even no wage at all after work. Hello? Hello, is that Kelly? Yes, speaking. Um, your food is delivered. Do you want to meet outside or do I leave it in yes, front sure. of the door? Uh, um, I can come out to the front. I'll come out. Thank Great. You. No worries. I also do food delivery as my part-time job. 
I arrived in Australia in late January this year. Before I came here, the Australian government said international students can work unlimitedly, but it didn't take long before they changed their mind, which I think is really unfair. I told Azla what I thought. This is the normal situation. This is the normal circumstances. This is the normal policies. It's nothing like new. The unrestricted uh, working hours were temporarily during the pandemic. But even though the Australian government, when they decided to put back the restrictions, they gave an extra four hours to the international students per week. Um, the government, they started to talk about going back to the normal since September. So they give the students time to prepare. Going back to normal. Is it going back to a country's normal or individual's normal? Under this normal situation, people can't maintain their normal lives. Some are facing jobless and penniless. Some even risk breaking the law to make a living. Are these the benefits of going back to normal? Is normal always right? <laughs> <laughs> 